0: Oh, Stephen Harmison, With a slower ball One of the great balls Given the moment, given the batsman And given the match That is a staggering gamble That's played off for Harmison. Legs
1: 11, it's episode 11
0: <laughs> <of our delicious laughs>
1: And we have got The biggest news To surface in the last Six months, realistically And that is it is finally time that we say an enormous namaste to our Indian audience. We have cracked <laughs> India, boys. That's a billion, billion <laughs>
0: Indians ready to go. How do we feel? Barrett's army going balmy.
2: Yeah, right a World Cup time as well. So we need somebody in the crowd, ideally, Tom.
0: Yeah, assuming the, yeah, one of the villagers has, has flown out there and um, yeah, listened to the pod while sat there um, watching some World Cup cricket, which is is quite exciting. So we better get some signs out there, haven't we?
1: World's our oyster. Largest democracy on the planet. Tick. We're in. Uh, so massive news. Thanks to our Indian audience. We have never been bigger. We've never been bigger. With an audience of... Uh, potentially 1 billion people, that can't be Ahmedabad at all. (laughs) Why are you up to, boys?
2: And on that note, probably an apology to HR. (laughs) For last week, got a real slap on the wrist, didn't we?
1: Uh, Yes. For those who don't know, I do live with our HR manager (laughs) full-time and... uh, to say she was fuming at some of the content um, Push she's back She's not even aware of what was cut but uh, rest assured at one point we were eating <clears> our <throat> choc ices and she just looked at me and walked off to the other room in disgust <laughs> Oh God.
2: But yeah I think that was the only apology I think for, for last week
1: oh, I think so, we got Brewersgate out of the way where you Really made a hash of a Burton Albion football question. We've already dealt with that. Yeah, I've come back Maybe
2: stronger on. this week, though. Solid quiz in line this week.
1: That's good. Um, oh, I almost forgot. We've got an abrogado to Portugal as well this week, lads. So we are we are getting around the gro- of the globe, which is nice.
0: Fantastic.
1: <sighs>
0: no, that's great. We'll have to look at the uh, percentages of the continents again and see where we are. Oh. Yeah, I think...
1: Africa's a major chink in our armour at the moment. I'm not sure. We... Oh, I think Mauritius. We hit Mauritius, didn't we? I think we
2: Yeah. I think
0: we have
1: hit Africa. So we have not hit thought, mainland yeah. Africa, so maybe some Cote d'Ivoireans can I thought
0: we were uh, in Zimbabwe.
2: Yes, we are.
0: We are in Zimbabwe, we are. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah so some don't underestimate us. Well. We're, we may not be in the Democratic Republic of the Congo yet, but we, we've certainly cracked the shell.
1: Be amazing to say an obrigado to Angola as well. Now we've cracked with the Portuguese-speaking nations.
2: Portugal had a great win over Fiji at the Rugby World Cup, actually, so they're probably still celebrating with a, with a listen to the villages. So we will touch yeah. on that, I think, today.
0: Yeah, I and mean, it knocked the Aussies out, didn't it?
2: Yeah, Australia miserable. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, yeah. I think they're quite miserable in a host of sports at the minute. They're obviously none from two in the the Cricket World Cup. Um, Probably not had the, the most favourable draw playing um, India and South Africa. But, you know, it's good to see. They're getting battered. <laughs> you can only beat what's in front of you, Tommy.
1: <laughs> you are... The listeners can't see this. You're currently sat inside a cricket net in some kind of cricket centre. Do you want to talk us through that?
0: Yeah, it's unbelievable, actually. Um, obviously... Uh, bit of a debacle last week when I was at Asquith Oval, uh, where actually Nathan Lyon played great cricket yesterday, but uh, yeah, this week um, I'm out in Penrith, so right next to the Penrith Panthers Stadium, um, and it's incredibly hot, and the only place I could find that was suitable to sit down and record the pod was inside the indoor centre, so yeah, hopefully nobody comes in and uh, starts throwing balls, otherwise I'm
2: in in deep trouble. Okay, what have you been up to, Rafe?
1: Um, getting ready to move house, so a little bit of uh, groundskeeping around the joint. Uh, packing some boxes. <gasps> using <gasps>
2: <circulation>. Damn boy
1: <laughs> We got a we've got, we got a dog on the loose, hang on. Spotted <laughs> a man across the road climbing under a fence, so fair play. Hey, come here.
2: Well, she is an award winning uh, dog today, so
1: Yeah, just graduated BBS. Um, so uh, get rid of it. Well done. (sighs) Worry about that. Um, yes. So, one of the moments packing the bags was I found well, I found two things. One was a program from a Burton Albion game that I went to last year, which was the week after the Queen died, and it's a Queen Memorial. Program mm. Burton Albion v Portsmouth, and something that really made me laugh, and I sent it to my dad, was on the front cover of the program, the Queen's wearing a full yellow outfit, and I sent it to my dad. I didn't realise Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II <laughs> was a Brewers fan, but first play. Oh,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, she spent a lot of time at the National Arboretum. Yeah, she did. And the Brewing Centre. So that made me laugh. And then I also donated an old brewer's shirt to charity here, hoping that at some point some random person uh, in Australia will be walking around in a 2005 Burton <laughs> Albion
0: shirt. <laughs> I actually don't think there's anything better than being overseas and seeing someone wearing um, like a football league shirt. I saw someone yesterday in Cudgy. <clears throat> it was the first time I've seen them wearing a Birmingham City top and I was mildly impressed. That's great.
2: We should get the villagers to send in random football shirts, shouldn't we? See if we can get a few up on Instagram and make a bit of a collection of, uh, of random football shirts. I remember Rafe; we've quite a few times when we've been away, we, we like to spot random Villarreal shirts. Um, yeah, on usually
1: exactly what Tom did: shout yeah. the nickname of the club as <laughs> lads you can at them. Um, I had it last year. I was driving with Imogen in the car. We drove past someone wearing a West Ham shirt. And I put down the windows and screamed, IRONS! <laughs> and, he, and he did the irons thing with his arms <laughs> at Little me. And he said, Why did you shout that,
2: Dad? Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> so, villagers out there, if you do spot any random people wearing crazy football shirts, send them in. Pat, <laughs> Postman Pat, Postman Pat, Postman
0: Pat, and it's
2: Villager's sack. Send us correspondence so we can talk our nonsense and everyone can have a regular
1: And Tommy, uh, speaking of which, you had some correspondence where which we are going to absolutely dissect and annihilate um, around supporting lower league football teams
0: and what, what you should or should not do. Yeah, um, one of my mates said, we need to discuss this. Um, it was very, um, I guess, what would you call it? Um, I mean, it wasn't through the original, the, the actual channels of correspondence that we normally do, but he just said, we've got to discuss this and, and send me the link. And it's basically a couple of guys talking and they're saying, you can't support someone like Accrington Stan, Stanley, who are they, um, and not support a Premier League team. And if you don't support a Premier League team, Premier League team and only a lower league team, you're not a proper football fan, and I and I've watched it and I can't get my head around it. I, I don't understand it. Um, I think that's it's each their own. If you support a lower league football team because that's where you're from, that's what like that's what football is. Like why would you, absolute, why would you need a Premier League team? Absolutely nonsense, isn't it? Associated with it, like why?
2: Yeah, absolute nonsense. I think um, sounds like a Southern Hemisphere football fan to me because obviously they're not born and raised in. Um, the place that they support, so therefore they do like to watch on TV the team that they're going to go for. But obviously, yeah, that that'll end up being a Premier League team, won't it? Because that's what's on. But if you're born in Burton, I mean, you're not gonna are gonna support someone else as well. Wouldn't have thought anyway. Now they're in League One.
0: But this is the thing. Like, we're obviously we're all from around um, the Burton area originally, and obviously there's a lot of people there who support Derby a lot, who support Villa. You know, and you see fans who you know will support you know Derby and then support. Burnham and as well now. now they have climbed, climbed the uh, climbed the league, so it's like, it's good for local football, and I, I think that's okay. I think if you like, obviously, you know, you can't you can't solidly support two teams exactly the same. There's always one that you're going to support more. But you know, like for me, obviously, I you know, Walsall is is my team, but I, I follow United because it's a it's a family thing. But I'm I'm a Walsall fan first and foremost. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, so well, I would never be like. Oh, I would never not watch Premier League football. And I think, yeah, it obviously takes an interest to, to, you know, like someone. But, you know, I guess it comes around to other things. You know, I see I, I see fans now, like the, the younger generation, they're following, they, they support players rather than teams. And that really pisses me off yeah, as well. Yeah, that's
2: the basketball thing, that, isn't it? Where they there's so many transfers now that they just end up following the players.
0: But that's, the, the you know, supporting a football team, whether they're going through a bad trot or a good trot, like that's, you know... You know, it's so relatable and that's the beauty of football that, you know, I think I heard someone saying it could be nil-nil into the 89th minute and you're just going through, you know, that whole 90 minutes could be terrible football. But then when it's, if there's a goal, it suddenly changes your whole weekend and that's what's, that's the beauty of it. I just can't get around some of these idiots.
1: So we all Um, agree
0: that that opinion put forward is criminal. Yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. It's I might have to write to Elon Musk and get that taken down (laughs) off Hex because, yeah, for me, that's offensive. Muskie will get rid of it.
1: (laughs) Well, I've had some correspondence from the Booth man, Boothy, Andy Booth. He's got a wizard of a left foot. I play Sunday league with him and he's actually... uh, I think he's just got back from England and he's been listening um, to each of our previous episodes and he took particular interest in the Conkers episode. And he's been back in um, hilariously Norwich, where he's from. So (laughs) very very partridge in itself. And he is attempting to smuggle through Australian biosecurity a few Conkers. Fantastic. And the, the intention there if this if he's able to get through I haven't heard from him so he might be in prison at the moment <laughs> if we get him through I am going to bake one I'm going to put <clears> one in vinegar and I'm going to leave one au naturel and um, probably get my children to hold him while I relentlessly wail <laughs> at him this, because I really want to put this I want to put this debate to, to bed Yeah. Um, and so I'm going to preserve it so if there are any suggestions for other methods of preservation let me know but at the moment I'm going with natural bake and vinegar
2: yeah bake vinegar
1: did someone say Combo? about radiate? no he left him in a drawer for a year yeah well, yeah
2: like, the king, five, king of conquers yeah, yeah. I'm going to yeah. get
0: bored I'm not going to leave one in a drawer for a year no I'd, I'd just like to touch base with this Rafe if we do um, you know do experience Andy Booth with a you know a cereal a custodial sentence, and he's not allowed out. Um, there is actually, I've just, I've just found this out. There is a conker tree in the Blue Mountains where I'm not far away from. So, I've actually got to head up there um, in a couple of weeks. It's actually on the Poms in Oz.com website, um, and I'm going to go and see if I can find some.
1: Good. You can, uh, if you can do that, well we might be able to have a bit of an Ashes battle. Then English be Aussie conquers. That'd be. <laughs> be you know, I mean, I'd be willing to pay a couple hundred dollars for a flight to Sydney to make that happen. <laughs> I've also I've I get past the vehicles <throat> at the airport
2: <laughs> and we've got a free sauna haven't we next time we're all in, in Sydney oh yeah that's good. we're gonna to have to touch base on that for the next episode because I don't actually
0: know what the place is called but, um, yeah we've, uh, we've got our first sponsor so please look out for those based in the uh, eastern suburbs and lower north shore areas of Sydney um, you're in for a treat <laughs> but I will just touch base um, just on this conquer issue in the Blue Mountains Um there was a lady who's posted and her, her, uh, her name is happy, underscore, face, underscore, mummy. <laughs> doesn't <laughs> understand. <laughs> so, she, so she still doesn't understand what conkers are about. Um, I wonder how many kids ended with cuts on their heads from people throwing stuff up in those trees. I don't know what she's talking about, um, but clearly um, she's never been accustomed to playing the game. That's
2: to get the conkers, isn't it?
0: Yeah, which- Launching far,
2: sticks up into the trees. That's what you used to do to get them down.
1: I dread to think what she'd do if she watched a game of Red Arse then if she's worried about conquering this <laughs> yeah. well, well
2: the that's... teachers were clearly worried about it weren't they making the kids wear goggles so, yeah people
1: need to get a grip yeah
2: I've had something from Ross Burr regular contributor to the pod actually uh, the Burr family son
1: of the non-league player of the millennium of course
2: <laughs> correct for the regular listeners they'll know exactly who he is um, and he said that on Talk Sport immediately after we discussed the English breakfast, um, they um, had a discussion themselves. So we've obviously um, triggered a debate there across the country. Um, and from a survey, it said that 9% of uh, people who had an English breakfast had mushy peas, which oh. I thought was a disgrace. Um, 8% oh. choosing to have mayonnaise and 7% choosing to have mustard which yeah i thought all Are three of them we talking about
0: breakfast here just to confirm yeah oh. Dear god the only thing i can think of for any justification is if they if they're having gammon
2: um, No, right. not on a breakfast you
0: can't have you, you can't have
1: mayonnaise on a breakfast and certainly mushy peas not mushy no. peas shouldn't even be at least 3 hours away from mushy peas being acceptable
0: yeah. I, I, I totally agree i'm just trying to play a bit of devil's advocate and go, mm, maybe what but I, I, I will say on an on a full English that there, there should be there should be no. anywhere near it. And mushy peas, I mean that's that's a chippy. That is a chippy, not a Sounds not right. like,
1: mushy peas is the
0: kind of thing happy underscore face underscore <laughs> mummy you've <laughs> put on <her> breakfast. <laughs> I'll get in breakfast. I'm getting touch with her.
2: Oh dear. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, throat Mark throat> Wilcock, another um, familiar foe from the pod. Um, He reminded me, uh, going back to the episode on hotheads, he reminded me of a situation we once came across at the Swifts um, where an opponent was sent off and he he marched across the cow field to the Kings Bromley Swifts slash Kings Bromley Cricket Club changing rooms which are left open. He went into our changing rooms, rounded up all of our uh, clothing and watches uh, wallets phones etc dump them all in the showers and turn the water on <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, god so we walked into an absolute mess a swamp in the showers and he'd already uh, made his way back to swaddling coat wow <clears> this coat. yeah yeah angry little man but that was a, that was a very funny scenario
0: I don't know if you've seen this as well sorry this is just I don't know why I've thought of this but I, I did see a video this week of, uh, of, of probably the best time wasting I've ever seen where I think it might have been in the Scottish League and the ground was quite small and the midfield has got the ball for a free kick and there's about two minutes left in the clock and he's booted the ball out of the stadium
2: Like <laughs> in Scottish <laughs> and, League football
0: <laughs> yeah he's booted the ball directly out of playing like nowhere near the goal he just literally turned and lamped it straight Lashed out it out not I could not have appreciated it more. I, yeah, that's I, good. That's the kind of power I enjoy.
2: Well, they are not applying but, a multi-ball system? Because it was Scottish League 2 maybe, they didn't have enough balls. Well,
0: that's what
2: I, Yeah, yeah. It's not a lot of money there. Good is though, that. I like that's the attitude.
0: Yeah, I mean, right. So
1: did that bloke play again after that game, Smithy, after he threw all of the...
2: So games? it's one of them really, like you play against them twice a year and then they might not be playing for the team the year after. Uh, Connor Rafferty, his name was, Uh, For anyone who knows him in the local area. Any relation to Kyle? (laughs) I can't believe that Wilco remembered his name, to be honest. That Um, is
0: really, really
2: funny, though.
0: Yeah, yeah. Ray, can you you tell the story about, um, or remind the story of Liam Johnson when he was playing against Mick Lewis? I can,
1: all I can remember was him, I can't really remember where this is going, but I remember he played Mick Lewis, who got the worst, um, played that one day for Australia when South Africa hit 400, um, and Mick Lewis had the worst figures of any Australian bowler, um, and anyway, LJ official ended up playing against his club, and he was just an angry man, but I can't remember, Tom, you might have refresh my memory.
0: I was, okay, so from, from what I recall is that um, he was playing, he was batting, and this Mick Lewis was telling him he was going to like knock his head off, and he was going to bounce him. And um, obviously, then the game got like called called early because of because of weather. So Lee was in the car, and he was driving driving out the ground, and he just ran the window down and just giving him the double bastard and told him to off. <laughs> laugh. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who was driving said, you do advise, it's a two-day game, we're coming back here next week. <laughs> 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 and Liam's absolutely shit himself for an entire week. Oh, I
2: don't great. remember
1: that. I, I remember it being a big, I remember him being an absolute nightmare, That uh, Lewis, yeah, but I don't remember that. That's, that's fantastic.
0: I'd like to get clarification from LJ Fish on exactly how that story is, whether that's just been um, buttered up over the years with a lot of mayonnaise that... Obviously, we don't have our breakfast, but... I
1: remember uh, um, a similar story when we were playing school cricket. We played a school in Shrewsbury. It was a really posh school. And um, they were really unsporting. And I remember their keeper was sledging loads and they were trying to be a bit cocky in a kind of way that uh, many private school children in England uh, are bred to behave. And... um, they were carrying on through the whole game and we ended up beating them by about three wickets and when we all got on the bus to leave they were all made with their headmaster they were they all put their blazers on and then part of their school ritual is they waved at the team that were leaving so they were all made to line up and wave i remember michael bishop pulled his pants down and them as we were driving up and we returned to school to one of the most prolific bollocking <clears throat> that I've ever received in my life after the head teacher of Shrewsbury Grammar School had called Aussie <laughs> T. Because Catfish had catfish mooned them off moon the back of the bus. <laughs>
2: yeah, I had um, two dressing downs of similar note from school. One when we played uh, Fairfax Away and on the way out of their school, all of us on the back of the bu- bus mooned their, <laughs> their school. <laughs> And the headmaster was was waiting for us when we when we got back to John Taylor. Um, And then also there was a situation on uh, in the sixth form when we were on our way to I think it was a university visit down in London. And on the way, somebody bought an inappropriate magazine from a petrol station um, and we started making paper airplanes out of it. (laughs) and launching them, launching them down the bus and one of them hit Mrs Prosser the economics teacher on the back of the head and she's opened up the page and just see a big pair of norks <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: assuming it wasn't the the horse and hounds this wasn't the magazine no right?
2: absolutely not horse
0: and hound
2: he's lowered the flag again there we go <coughs> oh, so dear. major tournaments yeah good topic this week major tournaments uh, we've got a couple going on at the moment um, the Rugby World Cup's now um, moving on towards the semi-finals next week um, I went and watched the All Blacks play this morning against Ireland which was a tremendous game did do a bit of a poll on Instagram this week and um, I think the home bods got behind Wales and they sadly crashed out to the Argentinians this morning over here. Um, so majority of us got that wrong. Um, and I think the majority did go for the All Blacks, England, and it's really close with South Africa just edging it, I think, on the pole. So it be interesting to see how that goes. But semi-finals and finals the next couple of weeks, which is good.
0: It's oh, game it on. Out big shout-out to the Tea Gardens Hotel in Bondi Junction as well, by the way, Ed, because it was open. Um, they opened the doors for the game for the Irish all Blacks game at midnight, and they were putting on free bacon and egg rolls at 5 a.m., so there was a lot of Irish who were stumbling in there at midnight stayed to watch it. Um, Brilliant. A few of our mates went down as well, so they were on the pints at uh, 5 a.m. this morning, so fair play. Well done, yeah. well done the club.
2: Cricket World Cup as well, boys.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, India Pakistan
1: game last night. 134 of your finest thousand supporters there. Yeah, that's or a with, mental game. India
2: Pakistan, isn't it?
1: Uh, yeah, actively at war with each other. Not allowed to each other's countries usually. So. Yes,
0: yeah. yeah. I saw one of the uh, one of the media girls was sent back to Pakistan because she'd made some horrible remarks. So it's 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 been it's been building. It's been kicking off and. Yeah, big time. We're a hundred percent in Team
1: India now. We've got our got our fan base there.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And they look like they're going to romp it, don't they? England don't look like they're up to much. Aussies have lost two already.
0: I think David Milan is going to be our saviour. I think we're going to. I think we're going to do it.
2: Quinton de Cox having a day out there, isn't he?
0: Yeah, but I think it's peaked too early. Okay. It worries me getting two big hundreds back to back. Whether, you know, runner scores, but to be fair, South Africa look class. They do look really good and their attack is awesome.
2: Yeah. Okay. And I just wanted to send a little nod towards the Ryder Cup. Uh, Europe managed to get over the line. Uh, Europe! (laughs) Europe! (laughs) A couple of weeks ago now, but my word, did I uh, lose my sleep pattern over that little tournament. Uh, a few weeks ago, it was tremendous to see Europe get over the line. I know a lot of villagers out there will have watched it as well, so that was great. But I think we're going to touch on a few stories from when we've actually actively been over to a few major tournaments in our time.
0: Absolutely. Well, Smithy, I think you were probably the first of us to go to a major tournament with Germany 2006, so why don't you kick us off with that one?
2: Yeah. Uh, do you want the the flag story or John the Violator first? I think John the
0: John the
2: Violator. John the Violator is, to this day, one of the greatest (laughs) nicknames I've ever heard in my life. Um, I was at a fan park with my mate Joe Parks from school and his older brother had a mate from uni that was with them um, who was just known as John the Violator and obviously I was a little bit wary of him. Um, And this man uh, barely talked to anyone the whole time that we were there. He just did keepy-ups with a size 3 football the whole time, like, it was amazing. He was very, very good at them, but he didn't have any shoes on. So (laughs) so he would, he was walking around for days with his feet taped up in electrical tape, just so that he could do keepy ups to the best of his ability. Now we never saw him change clothes, and he was constantly shoeless. And apparently he was um, a university student, And the reason why they called him John the Violator was because they were studying, I think he was a human rights lawyer. And the reason they called him the Violator was because all of his social activities were in violation of the European Union human rights code. (laughs) 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 Uh, Which I found absolutely amazing. Uh, but yeah, one of the oddest human beings I've ever met in my life. Um, just going to a major tournament with your feet strapped in electrical tape to do QP ups um, <coughs> Yeah, very yeah. weird. Very odd, yeah. But that it was uh, a great tournament over there. I think my other moment of note from that tournament was when I got escorted out of the Hofbrauhaus in Munich, um, one of the largest and oldest pubs in the world. And there was lots of flags everywhere decorating the halls and on the way out I saw a red and white flag on the floor which I assumed was an England flag and then proceeded to march around Munich with my friend taking photos of me singing England songs with lots of random strangers, homeless people, random people in the train station um, singing England songs at the top of my voice. And it wasn't until the next day that we looked back at the photos and realised that I was parading a Japanese flag <laughs> around <laughs> Munich. <laughs> Arms stretched wide as possible with a great big Japan flag. That I was too intoxicated to realise. That's classic here, yeah. Boy. Yeah, that was great fun. But yeah, the, the games in general, that was the, the Ronaldo wink to the touchline when he got Ro- Rooney sent off.
1: Mm, bastard. Yeah,
2: and we went out yeah. on pens. Yeah, but, yeah, some right. great days at Germany 2006. It really kicked off. Actually, looking back at it, like I was in some very very dodgy situations. Uh, I remember it hammering down with rain, and then these German ultras just attacked us on the on the town steps in Cologne. And it, I think I lost Pete. Pete Pete ended up spending the night in the cells actually wrongly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got whacked on the back of the head. Now, for those who know Pete Bins Woodfield from the Swifts, he's um, six foot five, built like a brick house, and is covered in football tattoos, so he does look like a lunatic. And if you were a police officer, you probably would put him in the meat wagon to save everybody else um, from a rough time. But he was an education welfare officer and one of the nicest men you'll ever meet. Um, so he ended up with a baton around the back of the head, and being slung in the cells for the night. This was the day before the game of England-Portugal. So, me and my drunken state, I've ran across Gelsenkirchen to go back to the tent to grab some money, headed to the um, police station and had to bail him out out of the police station. We were told to immediately leave Gelsenkirchen and not go to the game, uh, which we didn't do. We stayed in Gelsenkirchen and Pete put a disguise on. We went to the game the next day. But yeah, that was, that, was pretty, that was pretty mental. Pretty much spent the whole two weeks in a municipal car park. They made life really rough for us, actually. Like, you'd sleeping <laughs> in tents in car parks. Like. Um, but yeah, that was probably the last proper old-school football tournament, I would say, for England fans.
0: Yeah, I mean, my, uh, my trip to the Euros in France in 2016 was one of the more interesting things I've ever done. I've never looked forward to something so much in my life um, except for the fact that um, yeah, we were we were leaving after England had played their first game against Russia, um, and uh, there was obviously a lot of chaos in Marseille. There was a lot of fighting, um, so we were getting the, the Eurostar down there, and they banned alcohol for any English pe- people who were getting on the Eurostar, so we couldn't drink on the way to, to France, which was very annoying. landed in um, in Lille, obviously not Lily Moulton, but Lille, um, and uh, yeah, they were like, "Can't get any alcohol. You can only have alcohol if you're uh, if you're having a meal." So we dropped our bags off at the worst hotel you've ever seen. Four roast like, dinners, please. <laughs> yeah, so, I was going to say, literally, literally <laughs> was like the in between, is Horrendous. And honestly, it was like being in a war-torn country. Like it was, just, it was just chaotic. So we've just gone into this restaurant, the, the, the four of us. I've ordered yeah a burger and chips and a pint. So I was like, okay, well, we're we're on it. Looked out the window, there's riot police running down the street. It's literally about two o'clock in the afternoon. There's just England fans fighting, Russian, Russian fans
2: fighting, mm.
0: and tear gas everywhere. So I'm tra- I'm literally trying to enjoy my first sip of beer, and I've got tear gas in my eye. Oh, my eye. Oh, this doesn't bode well. This doesn't bode well. So anyway, we've gone into the fan park. You could drink in the fan park, so that was fine. But then the evening we bumped into a, a Barton resident, Chris Morton. Um, who played cricket for Walton on Trent. And I I hadn't seen him um, for probably six, seven years. Squirrel, you I, mean? Hey, squirrel, squirrel yeah. <laughs> And he's gone, I've got a tattoo. And I went, uh, yeah, what is it? And he's literally just pulled his arm up, and he's got, um, an, it's, a, it's an England fan throwing a chair. Oh, went, whoa. What's that? It's the It's the most incredible tattoo. And I went, Right, you are the smallest man who's probably never ever laid hands on anyone, probably only ever been knocked out, and you've got that. I was like, oh, my God. Right, but I was in tears laughing at it. And then, um, (laughs) yeah, we just jumped onto a load of bin bags um, in the middle of the street and uh, took pictures with riot police. And then I got on Australian TV. um, Oh, yeah, I remember
2: remember this.
0: Yeah, and that was day one. And it was unbelievable. Um, And then, yeah, uh, we. We went down to. We ended up down in uh, Saint Etienne with a famous Argentina England game at that yeah. stadium. We're back in old the old kick out of Simeone um, and watched a, a dreadful nil nil uh, Slovakia v England. So that was um, incredibly awful. Um, also, didn't realise you couldn't like it was they they weren't selling alcohol in the ground. So we bought four pints and they are four pints of zero percent alcohol. Oh, um, wow. Oh, and cost, no. cost an absolute fortune as well. I think it was about forty euros on zero percent ale. So that was uh, mildly infuriating. England, and then of course, England fans are an embarrassment, aren't they? Really? Yeah, yeah. And but to be fair, being in the square in San Etienne, which is not a big place, and just singing England chants was was absolutely amazing. I've never seen. I've never seen anything like it. Just the. You'll have obviously experienced that Smithy as well but England fans drinking cans of Carlsberg in the street just singing was it was the best part of the trip. It's like no experience Uh,
2: you can ever imagine really like being part of a mob of like thousands and thousands and thousands of people like overseas abroad like it's uh, it is crazy but you do feel part of something.
0: You do and I think um, it's one of those as well where obviously England fans get a bad rep abroad but that was probably the most just like there was no no animosity, it was just that like, everyone was just like pumped for the game, excited, mm. drinking. It was all like in good good taste. I, I loved it, but obviously that trip didn't end the best because obviously after post game we backed that England would be in uh, Paris in the uh, in the last sixteen, um, and unfortunately because they drew with Slovakia, they ended up in Nice. So we had to watch Wales v Northern Ireland at the Parc de Prince, which was one of the worst games we've ever seen. All we saw was an own goal by a Northern Ireland player for a one nil win. But prior to the game, we we was like, oh, we'll wear our England shirts. And I was like, no, I don't want to wear my England shirt today. No, we got Welsh and Northern Irish. Yeah,
2: and not a good idea.
0: Anyway, it was, it was three votes against one, so I had to wear my England shirt. walk into a pub, and there's just Welsh fans, and they have absolutely hammered the four of us, shouting, "Are we in the wrong? We're meant to be in Nice, and we're just shit." And it was it was a hammering, and rightfully so, because. Other the way around. Yeah. Busy. So, yeah, um, one of the worst trips I've ever been on in terms of uh, success for football. But-
2: Is that the one where we beat Wales? Did we beat Wales in that tournament? Daniel Sturridge, yeah, so we late goal, wasn't it? we were
0: in that famous video of that beer game. Flag. We were in that fan oh, park. Oh, okay, right, yeah. Lens, and we were, in, we were in that little... And it was absolutely mental. Ben Palmer cried. That's how good it was. He was actually in tears crying.
2: <laughs> Pomers. <laughs> have you ever been to a tournament, Rafe?
1: Uh, Well, the highlight, not overseas, but the highlight for me was um, with beating you two um, when we got the bus down for the opening game of the T20 World Cup.
2: Oh, my God, I forgot we were going to talk about this. This is amazing.
1: Um, And it was England v. Holland.
2: (laughs) First Uh, game, was it first game of the tournament?
1: Opening game of the tournament. England famously lost um bazooderant two words that will come back to haunt us all i'm sure but um we of course it was a bit of a two-day affair and we were getting the bus national express coach from birmingham to london at around 8 a.m from memory on the morning of the game so we all sensibly decided to stay at Tommy's house the night before so we could get well rested and uh, <laughs> drink head 10 down pints. to London the next morning the next minute we are on a pub crawl in Birmingham <laughs> spent most of our money, got absolutely steaming, slept for a couple of hours and then I remember getting the bus from outside of Weatherspoon's, right in the middle of Birmingham and there being the local alcoholics smashing on the front door of the Wetherspoon trying yeah. to try burst through the doors to get a pint at 7.59, ready for an 8 o'clock.
2: Got... You've forgotten our fancy the... dress outfits at this point.
1: Yes, we <laughs> we were in some orange t-shirts from Primark that were women's, I think, from memory, and skin tight, we were pretending to be Dutch fans for the day. <laughs> Went down there, and... Um... Obviously arrived in London, bite to eat, fairly normal. And we're issued with um, four signs when we walked in, cardboard. Four, four, and, four and six signs, yeah. And four and six signs. And I think the game hadn't even started. And I think it was you, Smithy, wanged one from the back of the stand, which <laughs> <then> <laughs> flew down the stand and hit a woman in the back of the head. <laughs> Yeah. Who swiftly dobbed us in? Yeah, we're the only ones at Lord's behaving in such a way. <laughs> <Dobbed us laughs> Lord's in, cricket ground. Immediately at the home of cricket,
2: I was and reprimanded. I, remember, I was reprimanded and taken to the back of the stand to talk to the head security officer, and I was told that if I did anything like that again that day, I'd be escorted out of the ground.
1: In <laughs> no uncertain terms, wind your neck in. Was the, yeah, right. and then remember because we were wearing orange. At one point, the players were walking across from the nursery ground and security was splitting the uh, the path and we pretended to be security guards and stood there <laughs> ushering people through. And letting, I remember at one point letting Dimitri Mascarenus onto the main pitch after he'd been doing some training and him pissing himself, laughing at us, knowing exactly what we were up to. And
2: then we started singing his song, didn't we, to <laughs> him?
1: Yeah, we did. Um,
2: oh, great.
1: Well, that was excellent times. And then uh, for some reason the game was delayed and we had to run to get a bus. And I just remember sprinting across, across yeah, London. It was pissing it down it. as
2: well, wasn't it, I think?
1: It's something that now as, as a functioning member of society, you think, oh, we'll just miss it and get a train or something. Yeah, and, uh, But back then we had no money.
2: No, I remember being in flip-flops um, and it, it really badly raining and breaking my flip-flops on the run. So I was running mm-hmm. barefoot through London.
1: The idea of travelling an hour and a half on a coach wearing just flip-flops for a day in England is absolutely bonkers.
2: Yeah, and a skin-tight orange shirt.
0: Chances
1: of getting a pint anywhere in flip-flops in London is slim to none,
2: I would think. No.
0: Absolute zero. I can't believe you've missed out the Andy Flower bit of that. Oh, king of reverse sweeps.
2: <laughs> I don't remember what you are on about.
0: So it was when we were pretending to be security guards, and Andy Flower, <laughs> the coach, one of the coaches at the time, has walked past, and Rafe's like, people are trying to get Andy Flower like autograph. No one's doing anything. Rafe just literally put his fist out and went, "King of Reverse sweets, Andy Flower," and he's just giving him a smile, and a thumbs up.
2: <laughs> oh, excellent!
0: <laughs> Never a true word said. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think we were winding the England fans up as well, standing up screaming at Ryan Tender Sharta as well, weren't we? Singing <laughs> Ryan Tender Sharta We were
1: singing Ryan Tender and then the other famous bit where uh, an Indian guy walks up to us holding a big Indian flag and walks up and starts speaking to us. And I went, what part of Ireland are you from, mate? Because I pretended I'd not seen the flag. He went, no, no, I'm Indian, mate. I went, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, tremendous. (laughs) One of the great days out.
1: Yeah, very good day. You got a quiz for us, Smithy?
2: I certainly have lads. I've prepared a Home and Away quiz for us again. So you will score one point for getting a home question correct, and you will score was it three points, wasn't it, for an away question correct? So, home questions, I think we went roughly around the Cricket World Cup, which we agreed, and then away questions could be a random mix of anything. Okay, who wants to go first?
0: Tom, you lead the way. Yeah, I'll kick us off, and okay. I'm gonna go away
2: oh okay rugby your least favorite oh good god okay name any team that england played other than australia in the 2003 rugby world cup win so we beat the aussies in the final south africa correct for three points well done <sighs> tom um Yeah, big pressure straight off off the bat. Well done, Tom. Will Greenwood scored a great try in that game against Africa.
1: I'm going to have to go away, aren't I, now, really?
2: Okay, good. Golf. Name the Spaniard nicknamed El Matador, who was synonymous with the Ryder Cup and is still an inspiration to the European golf team to this day.
1: Sevi Ballesteros.
2: Correct.
1: We give it, to you. <laughs>
0: vamos,
1: vamos.
0: <laughs> oh God, that's a yeah, well done, Ray. Well done. Thank you. Um, oh, I'm gonna go home.
2: Okay. Um, who took a stunning catch for Bermuda versus India in the 2007 Cricket World Cup? and set off on a lap of honour to celebrate.
0: That's the ex-fuzz Dwayne Leverock.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> well done, Tom, one point. Rafe. One patch as well. Yeah, unbelievable. Away. Oh, oh, ballsy. Oh, I think you'll do all right with this one, actually. Women's Football World Cup. Which nation, which nation had the top scorer? in the women's football world Ooh. cup
1: this is a problem um <laughs> i just need to give you a nation do i yeah just
2: the nation not the name just the nation
1: hang on i've got to really go back through the tournament now <sighs> Oof. time is up the heavens trying to think who australia lost to.
2: yeah gonna have to press you
1: yeah. Off completely forgot to watch the games and everything. France.
2: No, incorrect. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Miyazawa Hinata for Japan is the correct answer. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't even they weren't even <clears throat> in my thoughts. Okay, it remains 4-3 to Tommy. Final question, Tom. Could put the nail in the coffin with a, with an away
0: yeah, or do I go home and then he has to go away regardless? Or is it tricky? More? What do I do? I'm. Do you know what? I'm going to try and. Yeah, nail in the coffin. Give me an away. Bring it on.
2: Ooh, okay. Uh, Tempin bowling. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, no. no.
1: If no answer, I'm not having that. Is the answer the Weber Cup? <laughs> no.
2: Okay. What is it called if you score three strikes in a row? A uh, pin strike <laughs> no <laughs>
1: is it, it's not a, it's not a turkey is it
2: it is a turkey but I can't offer you any bonus points
1: fair enough well done I was, I well was done. just thinking turkey 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 <laughs> well, to
0: okay player, so right. that is the hardest question I've had on it.
1: I've just got it yeah
2: <laughs> you, <laughs> you got to, it
0: you played 10 pin with the kids did not you in the garden and that
1: so what's the score
2: uh, for, it's 4-3 to Tom and you can take a draw with a home or you can take an away to win it.
1: Wow, well I think I need to do what all good strikers do and gamble (laughs) away.
2: Okay, can you name the Grand Slam Tennis venues? So I will, no no listen I will accept the name of the venue or the centre court name.
1: Okay. He's got to name all of them. Yep, Roland Garrosh.
2: <clears throat> Correct.
1: Flushing Meadows. No. Yes, that's American. That's the American U.S. Open.
2: I have not got that down. We, it might be an apology. Might be an apology, but I've not got that down. Hang
0: on a, flip. hang on a, hang flip. hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Before we do that, Rafe. Hang wait, on a two. No.
2: No. Right, no. You go no, through the other two, no, and I'll no. look it up.
0: Right,
1: I'll keep going
2: then. Okay, I'll look it up.
1: Wimbledon.
2: Uh, Correct, yeah.
1: We've got... um, We've got... We've got... We've got... In Australia, it's going to be Rod Laver Arena. Correct. And
2: I have just looked up Flushing Meadows... It says the US Open is played at the USTA Billie Jean King National Tennis Center located in Flushing Meadows. Meadows. So I'd written down the Arthur Ashe Stadium at the National Billie Jean King Tennis Center but I will accept Flushing Meadows. Well done for 3 points to take out the win. <laughs> well done mate.
1: The boys on Henman Hill are going
2: for <laughs> I can't
1: believe it. another, another, nearly a snippy stick. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well done for pulling me up on it. I'm, um, not, I'm not
0: entirely happy with that, to be honest. Flushing Meadows. No, the Flushing Meadows is a park. That's not the venue. The venue well, Wimbledon,
1: is Flushing. Wimbledon's the name of an area. Is that not yeah, just that count either? No, it's, it's
2: Wimbledon, Wimbledon, Wimbledon Tennis Centre, isn't it? It's oh, located. Said, so it's located in Flushing Meadows. I should
1: have said the West London Tennis Centre. <laughs> oh, it's located in America. He may have just said that. The Robinsons Fruit Cordial. Uh, open. It's
2: contentious. Let's say it's contentious. But I think as soon as he said Flushing Meadows, I went, "Oh no!" So I think I think that is correct. Um, a couple of the other questions: uh, Netball. Who are the current netball world champions? Opals. Who? Australia. The Australia Diamonds. I've oh, got. diamond! Yeah. Um, who played for the Netherlands in the 2009 T20 World Cup and also represented Australia? Dirk Nannes. Correct. Uh, which Irish batsman scored 113 in 63 balls versus England in 2007? Brian. Yes. <laughs> 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 oh, 2019. England versus New Zealand. Who bowled England's Super Over? Opera Archer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, the last home question that we didn't uh, have was which England player had the chance to level the game with a run-out but missed the stumps versus the uh, the Netherlands in that game that we went to watch?
1: Oh, uh, not Ravindra Bapara, was
2: it? No, it was right oh, at the end Stuart of the game. Broad. Yep, Stuart Broad, correct. On. Oh, well done. Right.
0: And he missed.
2: Yeah, he missed, and then there was overthrows, and they won. <laughs> oh
0: gosh! And we were we were running to St John's Wood.
2: <laughs> yeah, amazing. Okay, but yeah, there we go. Well done, Rafe. I'm not sure what that makes it, the score, but that was uh, that was a good quiz. That one. lads.
0: I reckon it's fairly even. I reckon we.
2: Yeah, I think it's. I think it got back to four three last time, so it could be four all. Or... Oh
0: jeez. <clears throat> okay.
2: But oh, I do well. like the home and away um, structure.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. It's, you know, I've I've started off like an absolute rocket there and then chose home, taken one. You've just got to gamble.
2: You've just got to gamble. So had you gone away, Tom, on that second question, it would have been the netball question. Would you have known that? Yeah, I would have. Yeah. The Australia Diamonds. Yeah. Okay. Well, you live and learn. Yeah. Oh well. I think that's perfect timing to wrap up the pod boys.
0: Yeah, right. Mean, we need to uh, we need to get some more correspondence in, gents. So, yeah, anyone who's who's made it this far into the pod, I hope you have. Um, please do. Uh, any, anything we've said that you're not happy with, there's obviously contentions around flushing meadows. Um, <laughs> I'm happy for a barrage of abuse, but I'm not I'm not I'm not overly acceptable of a massive park. Uh,
2: I would actually like to hear um, some any stories from the villagers who have been overseas to major sporting events. With any of their stories for next week for us would be great.
1: Anyone who's been to Flushing Meadows, reach out.
2: <laughs> or lives in India and can go to the cricket for us with a big sign.
0: <laughs> yeah, please, anyone goes to the Cricket World Cup, take a. We've never been bigger, so, and you will be paid um, with some sort of shout out. Anyway, yeah. um, please write in. Um, obviously, the villages at, at gmail.com or through Instagram and X, as it's now called. I need to remember that. Um, but. Other than that, stay village, and uh, over run out.
1: Lovely darts.
0: That is very good. The swing works, the oracle again.
2: Quite brilliant from Simon Jones.